Welcome to Your Pursuit of Happiness, the podcast for people working in the Irish fintech and financial services industry. Let's get started. Hi everyone, welcome back to our podcast, Your Pursuit of Happiness. I'm Laura. I'm Paul. Today we have the lovely David Kinlan from Ethion joining us. Hi Dave. Hi guys. Dave, we're going to focus today on moving from a traditional pension and benefits company to a tech startup, if that's okay with you. Yeah, of course, yeah. Excellent. Paul, do you want to kick it off? Uh, yeah, maybe give us a bit of your own background, Dave. My background, um, not the most interesting of backgrounds, but I suppose it's a background all the same. Uh, been, we all have them. Dave. We all have a background. Everyone has a past. Uh, I suppose I, I, start, I started my work and career in the financial services industry. Um, it's nearly 20 years ago now. Uh, working for some of the larger, um, some of the larger la- larger financial houses, the likes of uh, what is Aviva today. Uh, previous to that, I, I would have done a bit of work experience in the likes of Irish Life and mm. places like that. Always had a keen interest for, um, I suppose, finance. Uh, come from a family of uh, financial services professionals. Um, ended up working around a couple of places. Worked for the Irish Medical Organisation, looking after doctors, travelling the length and breadth of Ireland, in and out of every hospital, between the major hospitals and cottage hospitals, sitting giving financial advice to, uh, to I suppose, everything from a, a junior doctor right up to consultants. Mm-hmm. Um, decided during my time in the IMO that I'd go out and do my own thing, uh, and I set up a business called Financial Medicine, uh, which was focused on giving advice to, uh, to doctors in the space. Um, at the time, my dad had a, an insurance brokerage, so I actually reversed my business into his, uh, which brought extra support. And obviously, every every business yeah. that starts out, there's cash flow issues, funding, all that kind of stuff. So, joining a bigger house was just made life a little easier. Yeah. So, I did that for a few years, um, and up until recently, then um, we were in that form where we were just a traditional financial services provider looking after group schemes. Um, giving advice to corporates from I suppose, all corners of the globe. We've mm. we, we've customers from the United States and Singapore, Australia, yeah. um, right through the, throughout Europe. Giving advice to those companies who've set up in Ireland all around their, uh, their their benefits for their employees. So back around 2016, I uh, had this idea that you know we need to move with the times and get involved in technology. People who sit still are gonna you know they're gonna die with the dinosaurs. Times mm. change. So. Uh, we took the plunge and we launched Epion, uh, which is a fully functioning HR platform with the ability to manage your employee benefits and your insurance program all under one roof. And the big piece we saw around benefits moving into technology was the ability for the employer to promote their benefits. Mm. And that was the big thing. And you know, going in to do a presentation to a company who don't know you, you walk in the door and we, we call it the beauty parade. And it's the mm. same in every industry. You walk in. And the next three people who come into the room, they can do the exact same thing. Yeah. And it boils down to your personality, how they get on with you, what you look like, regardless of what people say, it's it's, it's what you look like, how you're dressed, mm. where you're from, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And, you know, the bigger the brand that's above your head. Mm. So in our industry, the, the, the market leaders, the world global leaders, if, if, if you're competing with those guys, it's hard to compete unless you can stand out. Yeah. So using technology to stand out from the crowd, in my view, um, and I'm not saying I'm right, but it's working so far, yeah. is that it just gives you that competitive advantage that you're bringing more to the table than just providing the service that you provide. So, yeah, it's our USB, you know. Excellent. Good stuff. And uh, before we get into the tech side, um, you've obviously been in, in the kind of pension and benefit space for a while now. What changes have you seen in that industry over the years? 
Oh, there's, I mean, there's been huge changes. Um, uh, there's been a massive shift away from the old Rolls Royce pension scheme, as we call it, yeah. um, the defined benefit, which, you know, I mean, there are companies that still in Ireland, you know, you've got your giant pharmaceuticals and technology yeah. companies. Some of those guys still have these amazing pension benefits. Some government agencies as well. Uh, government agencies still have them as well. And they are, I mean, they've actually been known to bankrupt companies, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, they sit on the balance sheet of any of any enterprise. And, you know, I suppose for the listeners out there that don't understand what a defined benefit scheme is, it's a promise from your employer to pay you a certain amount of money when you retire, depending on your years of service and your salary. And in some cases, it can be up to two thirds of your final salary if you've got 20, 30 years service with them. And it, it's massively expensive. You know, if, if, if you look at a pension funding today, I mean, you know, the average pension fund today in Ireland at retirement is roughly around 120 to 150,000 euros. Um, of a pension pot now yeah. that has to do you until your dying day mm-hmm. and the cost of living and all the other yeah. factors that have to be taken into account it's it, it's, it's not enough yeah. um, you know to, to look and say well if you want to provide yourself like a 65 year old retiring today to provide a pension of 10,000 euro uh, in retirement it's going to cost somebody 250,000 of a fund so they need to have 250,000 in the pot to get a pension for 10,000 euro a year you know, as I said, the average pension fund is one hundred and fifty thousand euros come mm. retirement. Jeez, it's just scaring me, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, and and you know that takes into account that I mean, if there's ill health or anything like yeah. that, they could get a they could get a higher lump sum. Now they don't have to go down that road. There are various options come retirement, but pension funding in Ireland has never been paid attention to um, in the way that it should because I suppose historically everybody always saw as a that's my employer. My employer will look after me. My employer yeah. will do this. My employer will do that. The shift has been moved away from the employer's responsibility to the employee's yeah. responsibility. And, you know, don't get me wrong, employers are great. They contribute into pensions. I mean, we're very supportive of employers who support their employees mm-hmm. through pension contributions. And you see a wide range of contribution levels that go into the pensions. Um, but I suppose going back on the on, on the shift um, around benefits, you know, the other benefits, obviously, not just pension, but life cover, disability insurance. So, you know, we, we call it income protection, mm-hmm. your health care, your dental. Um, and then there's all the other flexible benefits, things like gym membership and cinema yeah. tickets and discount clubs and all the uh, all, all the nicey nice stuff that, that, that people like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suppose, you know, the employee needs to concentrate on their pension and that, that's just me giving a bit of advice to people. Yeah. Concentrate yeah. on the pension, make sure you look at it. The sooner you do something on it, you'll reap the rewards and you know, people go, well, you know, even if I throw an extra hundred euros a month on my pension and you know, hundred euros, you don't have to start at hundred euros. It could be, could be 20 yeah. euros, 30 euros. Start something today and in five years time, you'll thank yourself for doing mm. it. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's other shifts within the industry. There has been a huge shift towards technology. You know, um, at the end of the day, everyone, everyone's walking around with their mobile phone in their hand. You know, they should be able to see things. So again, mm. looking at their pension, they should be able to see where their pension's invested, what the funds uh, are doing, that mm. the money's invested in, contribution levels, all that kind of stuff. And they, they can get that through mobile apps from yeah. various providers. Uh, we obviously provide our own mobile app, which brings all of their benefits in one place. So again, I suppose it helps the employee understand exactly what they have. I mean, yeah. there's, you know, there's a lot of talk. There's a lot of talk around TRS, total reward statements. Yeah. We actually got a, we got a phone call recently from a, a company um, here in Dublin who were looking for a provider to provide, uh, to actually do the TRS statements. Um, our system provides a, a TRS. Yeah. You upload all your employee data, you put it into mm. the system, and based on the benefits that you've added in, it actually provides that 
total reward statement for yeah. the employee to see. And you know, a total reward statement shows exactly what you're what you're costing the company. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you get offered a job up the road and let's say you're on a forty grand salary or a fifty grand salary, you've got you've you know, you've got your other benefits on top of that. An awful lot of employees yeah. they actually don't know the value of those benefits. Yeah. yeah. So they see the the flashing lights of the extra ten grand up the road or the extra five grand up the mm-hmm. road. And then they move and they find, well, actually, this company doesn't provide medical, doesn't provide pension. Yeah. It gives me nothing. And I end up losing that as a result of moving up the road. And, yeah. and unfortunately, we've dealt with people at retirement age where they had left businesses, where they're using then the paid up pension that's sitting with the old employer. That's yeah. true. Us, we're talking to them and it's like, have you any other pensions outside this? No, I actually never, st- I never started again. Mm. And they've ended up with, you know, yeah. tiny little pensions. And, you know, we, we see the... We see that we see the bad side of it. We see the good side of it. We see yeah. people who pay attention and do very well, and when they retire, we know they're going to be comfortable for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, but then unfortunately, we see the other side of it as well, is where you know you've got people who, you know, marriages break up, and one of them has to rent a house, and they're now retired, and they have to rent, and they're living in yeah. Dublin, and you know they forty or fifty grand in their pension pot. I mean, you know, by the time you take rent out of it and all the rest. You're not left with a whole hell of a lot, you know. Obviously, with the state pension being kicked out at age 67, it's making life even more yeah. uh, difficult yeah. because not everybody can continue to work past 65, yeah, yeah. you know. I mean, that people can and people do. And, you know, I mean, my own father has worked up until 76 years of yeah. age, um, you know, but there are people out there who can't, you know, yeah. people, especially yeah. people who work in physical, in, you know, physical manual yeah. labor. It's, it's, it's yeah, really exactly. impossible. You're living longer now as well, like, so your pension needs to last longer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I suppose there is a ticking time bomb there for, yeah. you know, that generation who are underfunded, who don't have the, you know, if you look at the if you look at the older generation today, a lot of them do have the old defined benefit pensions yeah. arrangement. Now, not all of them, because yeah. not everyone was in a pensionable job, but the people who do, you know, they're, they're I suppose they're well looked after. Yeah. But I think there is a bit of a ticking time bomb where people yeah. in retirement are going to run out of money and they're going to fall back on the government and yeah, exactly. put pressure on the healthcare system and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And look, I suppose in our line of work, we, we often see people, particularly in their early to mid-twenties, who aren't really concerned about pensions. Um, I used to work in financial services as well, and I think uh, people aren't really aware of the tax relief and it. And it with pensions oh, yeah, yeah. and you as you were saying like the onus is back on the employee to look after their own pension pot and build it up into retirement but but apart from that like junior people my experience junior people is they hear salary and hear bonus and yeah that's it. that's it they might hear pension and life insurance or whatever but it doesn't mm. matter because they don't think they're ever going to die no, no that's and, and there is too far down the road yeah. yeah there is and you know we we do see it i mean within within the, the epion platform we have a full flex benefit system mm. And that's, you know, again, if you employ a huge amount of people and you want to give your that, that demographic the choice. Yeah. So you've got the you've got the 20 year old who all they care about is, you know, how much money is coming in every month. They, you know, they've got a they've got a great social life. They want to be out there. They want to be eating out, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. You, you've got someone who's, let's say, you know, mid 40s. They might have small kids. They're looking kind of gone. I've got a big mortgage. If I die, what happens to me? If I get sick, my income mm-hmm. stops. You know, what about my, you know, what about my kids' health? What about my, my partner? What about this? What about that? And then you, you've got someone who's coming towards, towards retirement in their late 50s who's looking kind of going, I need to focus on my pension. So there, there are three people who should be able to choose different benefits mm-hmm. because the 20 year old, okay, you know, funding for your pension does make sense from an yeah. early age. The earlier you start it, as I said, the yeah. better it's going to look out the far end. Now, 
trying to convince a 20 year old to fund for a pension is it's 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 near impossible it's like telling someone to sit in on a friday night <laughs> so that, that person there so therefore you know the, the company the company can give you know i suppose stock standard benefits so they might turn around and say look you're getting life cover you're getting income protection yeah. and we'll pay your medical now we'll also give you a contribution towards your pension or if you don't want a contribution towards your pension you can use it to buy other types of benefits. So that can mm. be things like one for all vouchers or sure. yeah, yeah. you know all the other nicey nice things, cinema, gym membership, whatever. Yeah. Now employers need to be careful because some of those uh, some of those purchases may attract yeah. uh, benefit kind or or some sort of a yeah. tax to the to the employee. Um, you know some employers and we've seen it. Some employers allow them in, in, you know instead of putting that money aside for clever things like pension and medical and stuff, you know, they let them buy mobile phones and laptops and whatnot. Yeah. And that's that's great, that's brilliant. You know, however, the tax could be applicable to that yeah, yeah, to be yeah, the yeah. word of warning. Um, you know, so the, the the changes within the within that space, I mean years ago, you know, you did to a job and you were told, there's your benefits, take it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. you didn't really have a choice. Or employers used to say, we'll pay into your pension and as you paying into your pension as well, we will give you life cover, we'll give you income yeah. protection. Well, we've seen a shift away from that where you know they provide the standard benefits yeah. and then they let them add them on now again you know a lot of employers out there will look and kind of go well, you know if you're managing a workforce of 500 people yeah. it's very very difficult to turn around and walk yeah. around with a clipboard or an excel spreadsheet and say what do you want this year what do you want what about you what about oh, you yeah. it just becomes a nightmare and we, we we've had we've great examples of, of of how technology has improved the the, the offering of that i mean uh the, the, I'm sure you've heard of some of the lunch services that are yeah. provided, um, you know, and, and and they're popping up all over the world. So uh, we were out with a particular company, and um, we were talking about pain points, and the the HR manager she said, uh, she goes, one of the things that I actually struggle with big time, they have three hundred and sixty five people uh, in an office in Dublin, and she goes, we provide lunch once a month. And she said, you know, we have two people that takes two days to organize lunch because we've got dietary requirements between, you know, yeah. people who are dairy intolerant, wheat intolerant, etc., etc. She goes, so you can't just go out and order yeah. 300 pizzas and hope for the best. She goes, you know, we, we have to provide. And she goes, but it takes two people two days. And I was like, that's that, that, that's ridiculous. I was like, have you heard of any of the lunch services that are provided? And I'll give them a plug. Lunch team is one of them. Uh, Stuart, the guys run a great ship. They've brilliant technology where the employer can give the employees an allowance mm -hmm. and then if the employee wants to go OTT and buy themselves an extra can of coke or a, you know more expensive lunch they can mm -hmm. do it using their own debit card or, or credit card and what that does is it just helps the yeah. management of it so the employee gets a notification that morning to go in to fill in their order yeah. it all gets delivered to the table and brilliant. that was one pain point so looking at technology and, and improving function and you know um, I suppose administration of various benefits Technology is helping with that in a, in a, yeah. in a big way. Brilliant. And actually, just one quick point: the total reward segment we see it now for offers as well. Yeah. That clients are giving you the full list of benefits and what that actually adds up to. Yeah. So we're seeing it at that stage as yeah. well as yeah. for people in in companies, and exactly. it's good to see. It makes people think. No, it does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um. Um, Dave, you you touched on it anyway. So obviously, technology has enabled what you do. Uh, hugely but what have been the main challenges for you moving from um i suppose a tradition the traditional business that you're in and you knew so well to a, to a tech company i suppose it was the uh, going into that going into the dark hole that is technology i mean you know you hear so many stories of people who they go and you know i mean 
going into the unknown. Um, yeah. And look, I've, I've always been, I suppose, very, very interested and keen on technology. Um, you know, I've always, I've always had a mad interest in, you know, smartphones and you know, my first car had, you know, stereo systems and everyone's hooked up. You could, you could plug your phone in and you could plug your iPod in and all this kind of stuff. And I always had that uh, interest. So uh, technology didn't scare me. Sorry. Did you have a subwoofer? I didn't have a subwoofer. No. <laughs> <coughs> there was no, there was no room in the, there was no room in the boot. Um, the, uh, but the, you know, the, I always had a keen interest in technology. I was, I suppose, and my my wife still to this day, you know, she calls me a bit of a gadget freak. You know, she says, you know, I have to have the, the latest and greatest of gadgets, which I don't, but sometimes I do. And uh, you know, going into that technology space, but you know, that's fine. Walking into a shop and buying the latest phone mm-hmm. is is amazing you can go in and you can do it but you don't actually have to worry about how it's put together yeah. but when I decided to go down the road of venturing into the unknown um, you know it was it, it was it was I'm not going to lie to you but it was it was quite daunting because yeah. again <clears throat> I went out and I found two business partners now I knew these guys from before but we weren't looking at just Ireland we were looking and saying right you know the world is our oyster we can bring this technology out to many territories we can go in we can revolutionize the employee benefits landscape we can do an awful lot of really, really clever things, mm. and obviously we will we will generate obviously a lot of money and etc. Yeah. etc. Cetera, et cetera. Um, so <clears throat> you know, the daunting piece was the technology. Now, thankfully, my business partner Ernest Legrand, who's based in New York, mm. um, he brings a huge amount of technology expertise to the table. You know, he's a, he's a, he's an ex IBM guy, uh, brings huge capabilities around data and getting data into systems and mm. all that kind of stuff, and that's obviously a big part of of what our system does for employers. It's about t- taking their data <clears throat> in a format that puts it into the platform that mm. makes it functional for their employees and themselves. Um, you know, that was one thing. And then the other thing was, like, like every startup, funding. Fun, yeah. fun, funding is a huge uh, is a huge worry. Cash flow, um, all those kind of things. And thankfully, we have a great team of people. You know, we've been very, very lucky with the with the people who we have. Um, you know, which is which has been brilliant, and it's it's great for us. Mm-hmm. But as a business, we we now need to grow. We now need to bring in more expertise, people yeah. in different areas. And you know, if you said to me five years ago that <clears throat> we'd be looking at hiring people like a tester or yeah. you know um, systems admin and stuff like that, yeah. I'd be like, oh, sure. what do we need? What, what do we need those people in our in our business for? That's, you know, we're, we're, we're insurance brokers. I mean, pensions. <laughs> You know, pensions, building insurance. Well, what do we need that stuff for? You know, and even down to the learning curve has been huge. You know, the, the, yeah. the shift from what I did in my day-to-day job to now sitting yeah. and having conversations around technology and the way it works, and you know, even even understanding how it's pulled together. Mm. It's, I mean, it's been an amazing, an amazing journey. Yeah. You know. And um, so, two questions actually. One is for people in the industry at the minute, mm-hmm. in that kind of traditional brokerage or pensions or benefits industry, what advice would you give them? And also, because we do financial services and fintech, we see a lot of people in banks or traditional financial services firms mm-hmm. looking to move into fintech or insurtech, mm-hmm. as you guys are. And mm-hmm. um, what advice would you give to those two groups of people to stay relevant to come forward? I suppose the the, the traditional historical, uh, you know, insurance stroke financial services broker out there. You know, think outside the box. You know, you're gonna stand out from the crowd. You mm-hmm. can't, you can't just bury your head in the sand and get on with it because yeah. you, you will lose your customers. You're, you know, your customers are looking for the smarter way to do things. Yeah. Um, you know, technology is uh, technology is at the fore of everything we do nowadays. And mm-hmm. if you don't embrace it, you will left you will be left behind. Mm-hmm. And, and don't you know my my advice to people out there in our space, 
do not rely on the providers to bring you technology. Mm. Yeah. If you can create your own technology and you're in control of that and you're yeah. using that with your customers, you will never let your customer down. Mm. Whereas relying on a big provider, so one of the big pension providers out there, any of those guys, because their technology belongs to them and if they decide yeah. to make changes or they decide to remove it from the market, you're the one who's uh, you're you're the yeah. one who's explaining that to the customers. Mm. Saw that in Australia. Uh, we've a, we've a partner down in Sydney, and they were using a really really clever platform that a provider had taken a license for, and they had a huge success rate with picking up business. But unfortunately, the technology wasn't being used by everybody. But so then the provider turned around and said, "Well, actually, we're just going to pull the technology. We're yeah. not going to pay for it anymore." And the broker who had most clients using it from a day to day perspective then had to turn around and try and figure out how they were going to do it. And it ended up costing him more to continue with that technology than it would be to actually lose the clients. Yeah. So in the end, you had to make the very, very difficult call to turn around and tell the clients that technology is no longer provided. Yeah. And it did it did harm his business. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things. And look, business is business. At the end of the day, the provider was like, look, it costs us money. But one piece of advice, stand out from the crowd, you know, think about technology. And if you're going to think about technology, try and own your own technology. Yeah. Okay. And what about people looking to move into, you know, a fintech or insurtech or something relatively early stage? Yeah, I mean, it's exciting times. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, there's there's a huge amount going on in that space. I mean, you know, if you if you look, at, I suppose if you look at financial services as, as the financial services, which incorporates your insurtech, mm. your 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 regtech, um, you know, your 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 fintech, that everything in 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 that mix. Yeah. People that are looking to move into it, I mean, you know, it, it's definitely going to be exciting times if you're going into mm. a startup. It's going to be very, very different to your traditional house mm. where, you know, people are watching you, you know, punching your time clock in and out and, you know, Big Brother's always looking at you type, type, type <laughs> of thing. But it is it is exciting times, um, you know, for, for, for people to make that move. And, like, of course, I'm obviously very pro-moving from yeah. the traditional yeah. industry into, into something different, um, you know, but... Yeah, I suppose just go go go, go with your heart. You know, yeah. if you, if you see something you like, because you just never know what 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 the future would mm. look like. I mean, you know, you hear stories of, I mean, you think of all those employees in Google that started in Ireland when Google came to Ireland first. Mm. Now those guys, they, they they didn't know what the road looked like ahead, and mm. some of those people became multimillionaires as a result of Google's yeah. success. Exactly. And it doesn't happen everywhere, but you know, there are there are a huge amount of massive success stories. Yeah. That we don't hear about, you know, yeah. because they're just not hitting the headlines. Because well, not everybody yeah. wants to be a headline grabber. So yeah, yeah. you know, there, there there are massive success stories, and I've I've bumped into some of these people along my journey as well. Mm. Who've, you know, they've done exceptionally well out of being part of of, of, of a business. Yeah. yeah. So take a risk. Yeah, go take for it. Take a risk. Yeah. Go with your take, heart. Take a chance, and look, if it doesn't work out, you can always go get another job. Exactly, yeah. especially the way the jobs market is at the minute. There's yeah, never at the been moment, a better yeah, time yeah. to yeah, no, absolutely. take yeah. that risk. Yeah. 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 Um, it stands to you as well. It definitely does. And, uh, so if you do move out of us and you're going to, if you move back into yeah. traditional, I've done a year yeah. in fintech or whatever, I've learned a whole yeah. lot more than I would have. And if you if you if you look at the opportunities that are around the world, I mean, you know, the 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 the, the technology space in financial services. Yeah. They are competing against the big guys, so they're trying yeah. to get people out of these big finance houses. Whereas if you're working in if you're working in that startup arena, the world the, the world is open to you. Whereas yeah. if you work for you know if you work for a bank here in Ireland, and you work for one of the historical Irish yeah. institution banks, you work for those guys. If you go apply for a job, say you know somewhere in Australia or somewhere in the Middle East or whatever, yeah. they're gonna look and say, oh that's great. Well, you've worked for these guys. Whereas if you've worked for something that's just that little bit different, mm-hmm. yeah. you're probably gonna stand out from the crowd. Definitely. You're gonna be like, well hold on, you know we're looking for. 
we're looking for somebody yeah. who has a little bit of experience in something around technology. Yes. And exactly. It's got to open a conversation. Definitely. Yeah. It's a piece again. It is. No, it is. And it, it, you think about it, I mean, you go into it, I haven't, personally, I haven't done too many interviews in my life. I've I've been the employer side of the table asking mm-hmm. the questions. Something I always look for in the in the, in the the person's CV or on their LinkedIn profile is it's a conversation piece because, yeah. you, you know, if you can get people into a comfort zone where you can actually have an open conversation with them mm-hmm. or in their interview, it's going to flow an awful lot easier. Whereas yeah. if you're just going down to the CV, you know, tell me about this, tell me about that. You, you know, you want you want to pick something and say, right, this person might actually have something very valued to, valuable to bring to the table yeah. due to the experience there. Let's try and trash it out, you know, yeah. so. Yeah. Excellent. Good. David, it's been great to hear about your passion about technology mm-hmm. and demonstrating how it's enabled your business. It's fantastic. If people want to find out more about Epion, how did they do that? They can go to our awesome website. It's <laughs> uh, epion.com. That's E-P-P-I-O-N-E.com. Uh, or they can drop me a, an email, uh, david.kindlin at epion.com. That's K-I-N-D-L-O-N. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent, Dave. Thank you so much for your time. No it, was lovely, it was lovely chatting with you. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks for joining us today on Your Pursuit of Happiness, the podcast for people working in the Irish fintech and financial services industry. For show notes and other goodies, go to www.toptierrecruitment.com forward slash podcast. That's toptierrecruitment.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and feel free to rate and review the show. We appreciate your support. See you next time.